Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. My name is Greg Horn, and as uh, you know, one of my favorite things is uh, doing this program is I'm blessed to just have preview to a lot of wonderful books. And recently I found out about a book written by a local author, Dr. Scott Wigginton, uh, called Adventures to Godliness. Filling the hole in your bucket list, and I think we all uh, think about writing bucket lists, and sometimes we do accomplish them, or a lot of times we don't, but uh, this book just does a great job just uh, taking a look at our lives and the adventure that God has for us, and uh, I'm going to thank uh, Dr. Scott Wigginton for joining us today from uh, Campbellsville University. Uh, Scott, thanks for being with us on Hope is Here. Greg, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited about being on with you and love talking about adventure. Well, we have all kinds of authors, both locally and across the country, but uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, uh, I love that you are here in Kentucky, but tell us a little bit about uh, Scott Wigginton. Well, thanks. I'm a native Kentucky, and I grew up in Louisville. We've been here in Campbellsville for 20 years. Uh, this is my 20th year teaching here at the university, and I teach pastoral ministry, so the practical ministry courses, both undergrad and in our MDiv program. And then I also teach in our marriage and family therapy program. So um, in my for my second job, a part-time job, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and, and serve as executive director of Winter Past Counseling. So uh, personally, I have been married almost 38 years to Elizabeth, and I met her. She was an Auburn University gal. In fact, we named our first daughter Auburn, and uh, Auburn's one of our three grown children. She's married in Asheville, North Carolina, works as a pharmacist. I have a second daughter, Hope, who just got married a year ago yesterday, who lives and works in Washington, D.C. as uh, in public affairs for the government. And then I have a son, Caleb, who uh, got married in May, and so he lives in Louisville and attends uh, Southern Seminary. All right. Well, tell us, uh, you know, this book, uh, I love the picture on the cover uh, of you standing in front of this just amazing uh, mountain and snow. Uh, tell us a little bit about the significance of the title of this book and this just incredible picture on the cover. Well, thanks, man. I, I love the cover. That's actually not me. A friend of mine, Adam Simmons, um, took that picture, and it's on Mount Rainier. It's at a place called Disappointment Cleaver, looking out at Little Tahoma Peak. And it's uh, the significance of it, that's a mountain I actually climbed. When I saw Adam's picture, I thought, oh, I know that spot. I've climbed right past there on Mount Rainier. So I used Adam's picture and appreciate him sharing that. The, the title of the book, Adventures to Godliness, really just gets at the uh, central idea of the book, which is that God wants to use adventures, both planned and unplanned, uh, to help form us spiritually. And a lot of people like adventures, and I think bucket lists are great things, but the subtitle, Filling the Hole in Your Bucket List, really just suggests that if we have a bucket list, the incontrovertible fact about it is it leaks. That bucket list will leak. It's ultimately not something that will satisfy and can sort of be insatiable for some people, but that uh, God wants to give us adventures that he can use towards greater purposes. And his, his great purpose is really to form us spiritually to be more like to be more like Jesus to be lovers of God and lovers of people and so I think it was Rick Warren who wrote that there are really only three ways to 
to be formed spiritually to to grow, and that's through people. You know, iron sharpens iron, and so you know we sharpen one another. And then, secondly, Warren said we can be shaped through spiritual disciplines, um, like you know, prayer and uh, scripture memorization, meditation, solitude, silence. Those kinds of things are great disciplines. But then he said the third thing that forms us are circumstances, and that uh, the fascinating thing about circumstances is in every circumstance which comes twenty four seven we can either turn towards God or away from Him. And so really adventures represent uh, circumstances that we can plan in many cases, uh, which God can use. And then in some cases, those circumstances come to us unbidden. Um, adversity, for example. Um, and so those can, can help us to grow as well if, if, we'll, if we'll turn towards God in those. Well, one of the things you talk about is uh, spiritual formation, and you know sometimes that's a good church-sounding word. But uh, what 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 is spiritual formation, and uh, why is this important for uh, followers of Jesus? Well, I, I love that you know Paul writes uh, to young Timothy in First Timothy. He says, "Train yourself in godliness." He says physical training has some value, but uh, training in godliness well has great value, and so. I think about spiritual formation really is recognizing that God wants to grow us as we get older, that we grow older, not just get older, and that the older we grow, while physically we may diminish, that um, internally God can create rare and remarkable human beings who have the capacity to love in ways that we never could have known had we not submitted ourselves to his, his training process. And so... I think spiritual formation really is the process of God forming us uh, into the likeness of his Son, and he can do that in in so many different ways. Again, I think through people, through spiritual disciplines, through circumstances, certainly through adventures uh, to which we give ourselves. And and ultimately, I think, Greg, you know, the purpose of of, uh, spiritual formation is certainly to train for this life. We want to... uh, train for this life, but we also want to train for the life to come. I, I think it's ironic that some will talk about this life as the life, and then there's this reference to the afterlife, almost like it's really an afterthought, when in, in effect this life is really probably more aptly referred to as the pre-life, and God uses this you know, 60, 70, 80 years, 90 years of life to prepare us for the life to come. So he really uses the here to get us ready for the hereafter and the kind of adventure that we can't even imagine. But uh, God's preparing us for that. Just tuned in. We're talking with Dr. Scott Wigginton. He is the author of a wonderful new book called Adventures to Godliness, Filling the Hole in Your Bucket List. Uh, Scott, how can adventure uh, uh, play a part in the Christian formation of marriages and families? Yeah, well, I, you know, we, we, we found that one of the great ways of growing our family, and Elizabeth and I have found this in our marriage of almost 38 years, is that when we, when we put ourselves out there, and I think about adventures are uh, experiences which are fresh, they are new, they come with some degree of risk with an unknown outcome. When we put ourselves in those situations, invariably, we find ourselves growing closer to one another and having opportunities to reflect on God in ways that really we we wouldn't have had we not put ourselves in those situations. So 
Um, we we heard James Dobson say one time that the healthiest families oftentimes are families that are camping families. And neither of us had grown up camping, but we said, well, well let's, let's give it a try. And so we, we had our first camping experience, and we, we did just about everything you could do wrong. Every four-letter word that you can think of that uh, you don't want on a camping experience came our way. Bugs, uh, rain, uh, tick, wind, you know. And we got to the end of the trip, and we came back, and we were like, wow, that was tough. But within a couple of weeks, all of us were telling these great stories about how much we had enjoyed that experience. And we, you know, we said, well, wow, what if we learned to camp in a way that actually was informed? And that began a process through the next decade and a half of doing big camping trips, 10 camping trips out west and in Alaska. And so, you know, Denali and Yellowstone and Grand Tetons and uh, Rocky Mountain National Park and Arches, and I make I could go on and on, became great backdrops for our family to learn things about themselves, to reflect on God, to view his beauty, and to just recognize that there's so many lessons that we can learn if we'll put ourselves in situations where we're not necessarily entirely comfortable, but where we're open to new uh, ways of looking at him and, and understanding his presence in our lives. And so, um, Elizabeth, I've actually begun to look at marriage through the lens of adventure, that some of the greatest adventures we've had are learning to be a healthy married couple. And so uh, with many of my counseling uh, clients, I'll say to them that they're coming in for marriage counseling, I, I'm really not wanting to sell you on trying harder. I want to really sell you on training. Allow God to train this marriage to help you learn to be a different kind of person and to create something that the world will be curious about and ultimately that you can say, well, this was a work of God helping create a different type of marriage. So I think in our family, we've, we've really enjoyed adventures. Uh, uh, one of the things that I've done with each one of our children is a rite of passage trip when they turn 13 I ask them to come up with an adventure, and we do it together. And so uh, when we do the adventure, we use it to reflect on what it means to become a young man or a young woman, not just a boy or a girl anymore, but a young man or woman who's walking in Christ. And so uh, my oldest said, I want to go to New York City. I'd, I'd been teaching some in New York, and so she flew to New York and uh, by herself and met me, and we spent an interesting weekend in New York. My middle daughter wanted to climb a mountain and uh, do a big whitewater rafting trip, and we did that. And then my son, he said, well, Dad, I want to hike across the Grand Canyon rim to rim. And so that was a pretty good challenge. So Caleb and I did that together and uh, through the course just uh, found, found God just revealing himself in some ways that uh, really were very memorable and very growthful for, for all of us. We've got about uh, two and a half minutes left in this program. I'm so excited because uh, Dr. Scott Wiggins is going to be back with us tomorrow in his wonderful book, Adventures to Godliness, Filling the Hole in Your Bucket List. But one of the things I love about your book, uh, Scott, is that, you know, you have lived a lot of the things that you wrote in the book. You share some good research, too, some great quotes and some favorite 
men and women of the faith, but can you share one of the ventures that uh, has been most impactful on your life in the time we have remaining today? Sure. I, one of the things that I, I experienced when I turned 30, Greg, I had always thought it was interesting just how far I would ride on a bicycle and think, you can go a long way on a bicycle. And so my brother Steve and I said, well, let's, let's test that. Let's see if we can ride our bicycles across the United States. So uh, we went with a group called Wandering Wheels out of Upland, Indiana, and a guy named Bob Davenport, who was just known as this guy is the coast-to-coast guy. And so we, uh, we flew out to Los Angeles, and we dipped our back wheels in the Pacific Ocean, and then we bicycled 3,000, about almost 3,000 miles across the United States, and we dipped our front wheels in the Pacific. And so over the course of that, of that trip, it was about a five-and-a-half-week trip. We did a little over 100 miles a day. We, we rode through the Mojave and the Painted Deserts in the summer. And, um, you know, we, we just we learned a lot. I mean, part of what you realize on a trip like that is just how dependent you are every day on God's protection, you know, on the road with 18-wheelers and, you know, distracted drivers. And fortunately, at that time, cell phones weren't around. But, uh, and, and, and the recognition that on certain days, you know, in your own strength, if you were depending on your own strength to get you across the country, you just wouldn't make it. And so many solo riders and even hikers on the Appalachian Trail, uh, whether it's a coast-to-coast rider or a, a Appalachian Trail hiker will start off and they never make it. But when you're in the group, there's that sense of community and, hey, we need each other. We're going to support each other. It was a great reminder to, I think, both of us that uh, the church, you know, God's people are so important to live this life and to to live it in a victorious way because um, on a given day, I may be just as strong and can lead that pace line uh, in a headwind in the desert. But on the next day, it might be a much easier day, but for some reason I'm depleted and I need, I need my brother, I need my sister to step up and, and help support me. So that was probably one of the, the adventures early on that was very, very well, formative. Unfortunately, uh, we're out of time, but the good news is, is Dr. Scott Wigginton is going to be back with us again tomorrow talking about his wonderful book, Adventures to Godliness. So join us again tomorrow as we'll continue our conversation with Dr. Scott Wigginton on Hope is here. Thank you for listening to Hope is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today.